Hi, Mama. So excited to be here with you today. We are continuing our series on boundaries today. Favorite topic. We're going to have a few more of these episodes. Today, we're going to talk about boundaries in our kids. And this might highlight just a few ways that you might need or want to shift your parenting. So, you know, it can be a little hard to listen alone and feel like, oh my gosh, I'm doing this wrong and I'm messing up my kids. And I just want to start by fighting against that lie and saying, no, this is why you're here. You're learning and growing just like all of us, myself, 1000% included. But all that means if you're struggling with that voice is that you need to come into our Facebook group. You've got to know that you're not alone in this struggle, in this battle of motherhood that is full of joy, but also full of trials and learning. It's so cool that as we raise our kids, we get to learn. Like there's so much that comes for us as we raise our kids that we get to grow and we get to learn. And it's like this extra amazing gift, apart from just having that relationship with our kids, is that it teaches us so much and it refines our character so much if we allow it to. But we've got to have that open heart and that open mind to allow us to learn and grow as we are doing this. And if it's the whole thing about feeling like we need to be perfect, it actually limits us from growing. So if we have this concept of, well, I have to be the perfect mom, well, then you're not going to be open to new ideas or new ways of doing things or new ways to see things because that would mean that you've failed, right? If you're not, that means, oh, that means I actually haven't been being the perfect mom. And so if we get stuck in that perfectionism, not only is it going to exhaust us and it's impossible, this impossible standard to live up to, but it's actually going to prevent us from growth. So just make sure as you're listening, you're throwing away that old hat of needing to be perfect, feeling like you have to be the perfect mom, taking on all this pressure and stress that society throws at us that is not meant to be ours. And just set that aside and be ready to grow and learn. I promise you for everyone, there is always room to grow. So just get ready to grow today. Make sure you're in our Facebook group. It's at bit.ly, B-I-T slash Morning Mama Facebook group. I would love to get to meet you there, see your face, and just have some good conversations. So let's jump into boundaries and our kids today. Let's do this. Welcome to the Morning Mama Podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. Okay, so I have three main points for you today just about common ways that I see in our culture today where moms generally are kind of struggling with boundaries in their kids. And maybe this relates to you. And like I said, you got to take that perfectionistic hat off and just soak all of this up. Maybe you're really good at this stuff. And this is just going to be a good reminder. You get to share it with someone else. 
But we're also going to talk about both sides of this coin. Remember when we're talking about boundaries, there's three different kinds of boundaries. And I did create a graphic for you that you can go see on Instagram. But we have diffuse boundaries, which means they're very porous. There's not a lot of clear distinction. We don't know where we lie. We let people walk all over us. You know, we had the analogy of having this house with a fence and, you know, someone with diffuse boundaries would have no fence and people could come in their front door and leave as they please and they might take the TV set with them. <laughs> Whenever I picture the, the analogy about the TV that I always laugh about, I picture like one of those old TVs, you know, the big old huge box TVs, not like our modern day flat screens, but I just picture this like this, this guy with like a... <laughs> a cap on throwing that big old honking TV on his back and just walking out your door. And I don't know why that image just makes me laugh so much, but I felt like I had to paint that for you. You're welcome. So that would be diffuse boundaries. Now we also have rigid boundaries. This, if there was a fence, it would be a 20 foot high fence. No one could come in. No one can come out. You are isolated in your little castle. No one's going to hurt you, but you're also going to be alone. So that would be an image of rigid boundaries. And then, you know, of course we have our healthy boundaries where it's clear. People know what to expect. We are not letting people walk all over us, but we're letting them into our lives and letting them speak into us. So you could fall in either direction. Now, today I'm going to begin really, a lot of this is about diffuse boundaries and when we struggle to have those boundaries with our kids. But we're also going to talk about if we have overly rigid boundaries with our kids and what that can look like and how we can take steps of growth in that as well. But my first my first main point, this is for someone that's struggling with diffuse boundaries. So the point is, it is not your job as a mom to keep your kids from pain. It is not your job as a mom to keep your kids from pain. It's your job to be there for them in the midst of it. So at least in the circles that I run in, this one has kind of been overemphasized. We kind of have this uh, generation of what is called a helicopter parent. I don't know if you've heard that term, but it's where these moms are just overbearing, overseeing every little aspect of their kid's life so much that that kid can't breathe, that kid can't take risks. That mom is doing everything she can to try and prevent any ounce of pain from coming onto her precious child. She is, you know, involved in every detail of their life. She is constantly emailing the teachers. She is constantly, you know, watching over them on the playground and, and not letting them run or climb. She is just over every little detail and trying to do everything that she can to prevent any kind of pain from coming onto her child. And, you know, the heart of this is so beautiful. Like, she does not want her child to hurt. She doesn't want her kid to have to go through what she went through. She doesn't want them to be wounded. She doesn't want them to struggle and suffer. And I can so get that. You know, I, I've talked about when my son was first born, and I've, I kind of struggled with this. He was just an infant. And so my job was kind of be to help be a helicopter mom in those moments, you know, cuddling him all the time. But it was it was just more inherent in this fear that I had that I was going to mess him up, that I didn't want him to have any kind of pain. And I had to be perfect at all times and had to prevent any possible intrusion of pain into his life. And it just was exhausting. And so the heart of it, it makes sense and it's good. Like they love their kids. But all of that is actually only going to hold them back. Not to mention it's impossible. 
But we'll, we'll talk about how it's going to hold them back in a second. But just first, a few examples of what this might look like. I shared a little bit, but just so you can get a, a better image. You know, I've heard these stories of these parents that when the kids get some kind of bad grade, even sometimes a B or, you know, maybe it's a worse grade, these parents are just berating these teachers and asking what's going on and sometimes blaming the teacher because they, they think it's their fault because their child possibly couldn't have gotten a bad grade. And the parent is like emailing these teachers every day in the classroom constantly, constant conversations. And I don't know if you can relate to any of that, but it is so common these days. So if it's not you, you probably have heard this story or know someone else that does this. So that would be like a really classic example of what it looks like to have diffuse boundaries with our kids. Another way this could play out, like we talked about, is, you know, at the playground or at the park. It's like not allowing your kids to take age-appropriate risks, like climbing a ladder or like running around playing tag. No, no, don't run. You might trip. You might get hurt. Oh, don't touch the dirt. Don't touch sticks. I think in the era of COVID, this is probably more and more uh, what's happening. People are so scared of germs and their kid getting sick. And so we have, uh, some of us have become these helicopter parents in that way that, nope, you shouldn't um, hang out with friends. You shouldn't be close to them. You shouldn't touch things, you know, and it's gone, in my opinion, overboard. Now it is based in fear and it's holding our kids back. And I'm not trying to say COVID is not uh, a big deal. I, I know that it has had horrible effects. I just really believe you need to look at where you're basing those decisions about what your kid can do. Is it based in fear or is it based in the wisdom of God and making wise choices for your family? And my family actually just went through COVID, like we've just all had it. So I'm not just speaking from this space of not knowing what it's like or not having been there because we we had just were there. And maybe I'll share more about that another time. But I think you really need in this era of fear where fear is rampant, you've really got to hold every thought, every decision captive to Christ. What, what, what does God say about it? What is he calling you to in this? And then another way that this can play out is just in not allowing your kid to do anything that they might fail at or that they might be bad at. And it's all in this, again, this name of protecting our kids. But this really holds them back. It's it's saying, no, I don't want you to try out for that team because what if you mess up? Or no, I don't want you to try and do that extra project at school because what if you're bad at it? No, I don't want you to enter that contest because you're not very good at that topic. You know, it, it, it could be painted a million different directions, but it's whole, uh, stopping our kids from trying things because we don't want them to fail. So I think a lot of you can already see how that hurts our kids. And I think it happens in much subtler ways than I'm even describing it to you. But looking at those clear pictures, you can kind of think about how that feels and what that looks like and see how it might play out in, in more micro ways in your life as a mom. And you could see, like I said, how this is going to hold them back. So part of being human, the way that we grow is when we fail. 
when we don't succeed, when we fall down, when we get sick, when we get hurt, all of these bad things that we are so worried about are actually the greatest opportunities for growth, the greatest opportunities to build character. It it reminds me of that really annoying verse in the Bible that is one of my favorites, but also makes me so angry. You might know what I'm talking about. James 1, 2 through 5, count it all joy, my brothers and sisters, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Okay, count it all joy when you meet trials? That's hard enough to swallow for ourselves, right? Like, no, God, I don't, I don't want the trials. Don't make me. But really, I do, because that is where the growth happens. You know, I've talked about how my miscarriage, major trial, but turned into one of the best seasons of my life, and I am so grateful for it. And the same goes for our kids. We've got to let them go through those trials, go through the fire, and not just try and hold them back from all of that because they're missing out on so much growth, so much learning, so much that God has for them. And so with this one, if you struggle with fear, this is one you're really going to have to bring to God and constantly be asking him where you should set those limits. Because, you know, our kids do need limits. Yes, for sure. Boundaries. But when we allow ourselves to take over our kids' lives and cut out any risky situation, then we are holding them back. We are limiting them. We are not allowing them to grow as God is calling them to. And this also might teach our kids to fear. If they see us constantly fearing everything and avoiding risk for them, that's how they're going to learn to go about life. They're going to learn that everything is to be feared. And I I know that's not what you want to teach them also could create this sense of entitlement. You know, if you are constantly fighting their battles for them and, you know, any bad grade is, you know, comes with a battle with the teacher because the teacher is not doing it right, that is obviously going to teach our kids that, you know, the authority doesn't have a say, that it's whatever they think it should be, that they should always be given gold stars and A's, and we know that's not how life works. Okay, the second point I want to talk about is our kids are not supposed to be the priority. What? Nope, nope. I know I've talked about it recently, but I know that also sounds weird saying it. They are not supposed to be the priority. Remember, our priority meter, what what I believe the Bible calls us to, is God first, our health second, our well-being, then our marriage, and only after those three things are kids. I think we live in the society that tells us that kids are the most important than everything and all things, and they should be number one. They should rule our lives. We should do whatever we need to to make sure they feel loved and safe, and by whatever we can, I I mean, crossing our own boundaries at the sake of our own health, at the sake of our own sleep, at the sake of working or not working, at the sake of everything. 
And even if you don't believe that outright, I think this mentality has you know, just slipped into our culture. And so I think this is the root of where that need to be the perfect mom comes from, because we feel like we have to perform in this crazy way to raise these perfect people. And that is more important than everything. And so I think there's there might be some subtle ways that you believe this, even if you don't believe the full truth that kids should be number one. It has slipped into how we see parenting. And I really believe it's a major cause of divorce. You know, moms spend years just focusing on their kids and what their kids need and all the things for their kids, letting them sleep in their beds. And I know that gets complicated, but I'm, I'm going there and letting them rule the day, letting them rule everything. And I'm not just saying it's just the mom's fault. And I know divorce is more complicated, but I think that is one of the things, one of the contributing factors to what is happening with divorce is we don't prioritize our spouses above our kids. Our kids rule the house, rule everything. So a few ways that I see this playing out, um, you guys know, this is a little controversial, but you know how I feel about sleep training. I really believe part of prioritizing our own health and our own marriage above our kids is sleep training our kids. And yes, just like everything else we have to teach our kids, I believe they need to be taught this. (laughs) I don't believe they just come out sleeping. Now, I know some of you probably struggle with this thought, and that is okay. You are so welcome in this space, regardless of what you believe on this. But for me, how I see it is that the way that we are going to keep this order, make sure we have time to follow God and all that he's calling us to, make sure that we are healthy, make sure that our marriages are healthy. We've got to have our kids sleeping. We've got to have them sleeping in the night in their own beds so that we can have our marriage bed back, so that we can have good rest that is super crucial to so many components in our lives. And I honestly believe it's it's better for the kids too, but I don't want to go there because it just triggers some mom guilt and we're not going to go there. But I... I believe that we have got to help our kids get a good night rest. Okay, another way I see this play out is date night. You know, it's it can feel so scary sometimes to hire a sitter or to coordinate that, even to sacrifice finances for that. But I mean, how often are we sacrificing finances to uh, a soccer team to make sure our kids get on a soccer team or whatever extracurricular they're doing? or so they can have toys at Christmas. And believe me, I know kids want toys. We need to give them toys. It's great. But what is more important than toys? Your marriage. Like what is going to make them healthier? Your marriage and and uh, having that time aside with your husband once a week? Or is that toy going to help them feel healthy and strong? I mean, let's put this into perspective here. And date night doesn't even mean that you have to hire a sitter and you have to leave the house, right? We did our sleep training. So kids go to bed at seven o'clock and we can then have that time, intentional set aside time with our husbands. But at some point, it's going to mean sacrificing something and making that the priority above a lot of other things that we could be doing for our kids during that time. Okay, and then the last way I talk about all the time that I see this playing out is you need to prioritize your own healing journey above your kids. 
You cannot show up as the best mom and the best wife if you have a bunch of unresolved stuff that you're carrying around, that you're constantly getting triggered, that you're overwhelmed, you're anxious, you're consumed with all of these different things that are swirling around you and you can't even be present because there's so much that you're walking with and you've got to prioritize that above your kids, which here's the crazy thing about this order that I keep talking about. When we follow this order, when we follow what God has intended, God, us, our marriage, then our kids, it actually helps everyone to thrive the best. Because like I said, what what creates a healthy kid? A healthy marriage, right? So that's why that is there on that totem pole of priorities. Following this order will actually lead to the most peace in your life. Okay, and then the last point um, on this, this idea of diffuse boundaries is the kids are not meant to be in charge. You get to decide what acceptable behavior looks like. And I know maybe overall you believe what this you believe in this and it's like obvious, but I think again there are these subtle ways that this sneaks into our parenting. Our job as parents is to teach our kids. It's to show them the way to walk so that when they are old, they're old, they will not depart from it. And if we don't show them that way, they're not going to know. So it's our job to teach them how to speak respectfully. That's that's something I've noticed in uh, current parenting trends has kind of like fallen away. Like there's, there's no, from what, the things that I've been looking at, there's really no focus on talking to your kids about speaking respectfully. Respectfully. It's more just focused on their behavior, like don't let them hit people, you know, don't let them throw things, you know. So there there are good healthy boundaries and some of that stuff, but I've just not heard about teaching your kids to speak respectfully. And this is something so crucial to show, like one of their jobs is to honor their father and mother. And that even just saying that feels so countercultural, even though that's like one of the biggest bi- biblical principles, one of the, the Ten Commandments. But I think we're losing this idea of teaching our kids to honor. I mean, I think (laughs) our society in general is losing this concept of honor. But it is our job to steward them mind, body, and spirit. And so, you know, setting limits on where they can go and when they can go there and who they can go with, what they can eat. I mean, we I don't want to be controlling. We'll go into rigid boundaries in a moment. But it is our job to help them steward well their bodies, teaching them what is going to make their body function well, teaching them how to have self-control and not just get whatever they want whenever they want it. You know, they see a toy and they want it and you get it. They see a candy bar and they want it and they get it. Like that is not teaching them how to have the self-control. There's this modern thought in parenting that we don't want to teach our kids to be obedient because then they're going to go through life and not be empowered and not stand up for themselves and not, you know, try and do new things that go against the grain. And, you know, for a second, I was like, okay, okay, I I could see that. But then God just kind of opened my eyes. Like he calls us to obedience. The way that we live our life, the healthiest is when we are in complete obedience to God. And if we don't have that as our authority, everything is going to be off. We're going to be confused. We're going to be running in all the wrong directions. We're going to be making mistakes that hurt ourselves. So, We do need to learn obedience. Our kids need to learn obedience. 
And that's not going to make them small or unempowered. I mean, how many times in the Bible does God say, be strong and courageous? What are the big things that we can do only through God? Learning obedience to God is is like nothing else the world can offer. It, it empowers us. That is what empowers us, is following God, learning to walk in his ways. And from that place, it's like, I mean, a lot of, you know, these Bible concepts, it's like backwards, right? So when we learn to lay down our life, he gives it, or he says, the first shall be last. And this is the same kind of concept. When we learn to be obedient and follow his call, that is when we are most free. That is when we are most empowered. And so we do need to teach our kids obedience. If we want them to follow God in their lives and be obedient, we've got to start teaching this in our homes now. You know, my son has this thing that he loves to say right now. He says, but I want to. I want to watch more TV. I want to have crackers. I want to hit sister. I mean, it's endless, the things he uses it for. But it is, it's so interesting, this, this thing that's coming up in him that I think we all have. We have these desires, these fleshly desires But as we all know, we can't let them rule. So what I'm trying to teach him right now is it's okay to want that, but it doesn't mean that we need to do it. It doesn't mean that we should do it. Maybe we really should not do it. You you can notice the things that you want, but you can't let them rule. And when we are letting our kids make these big decisions, determine these big things, not learn obedience, we are letting their flesh rule. We are letting them follow what they want. And, and it, when you follow just what you want, that is only going to lead to death. Another current mentality is that our kids are born perfect. Like they, they're just these perfect beings. But that is actually not what the Bible talks about. The, the Bible says there is a rebellion in the heart of every man. So our kids are not born perfect. We can't just let them give in to what they want. We've got to teach them how to notice that and how to overcome it, how to choose the right thing. Because we all have that sin nature. And if we don't teach them how to overcome that sin nature, well, then they're going to go into the world and not know what to do with that. And that gets me off on a whole <laughs> bunny trail of passion that we will talk about more another time. But I just want to hone in on the point that the kids are not meant to be in charge. Okay, so then there's this other side of the coin, right? Having rigid boundaries. So we can also take this too far. We can also be controlling in this. We can also not be good teachers and stewards and mentors, but just dictators that say, no, you can't do this and no, you can't do that. And not explaining the why. You know, I think there's this old adage that, you know, I it's don't ask why. It's because I told you so. And, you know, there can be moments like that, I think, when children just need to give obedience, blind obedience. And, you know, that's part of the honor and respect that God is calling them to give us. But I think most of the time, explaining and coloring the reasons behind things is actually really helpful because then they're not just, you know, blindly following us and just saying, okay, I'll do this, I'll do that. But they're really understanding the why behind the what. We're teaching them what it looks like to care for their bodies. That's what we explain about food. Okay, no, you can't have a second bowl of ice cream. The reason is, you know, it's not going to make your body feel very good. And when we allow too much sugar in our lives, it can hurt us in a lot of ways. And you're not going to, you know, you can go on and on about that. 
And even, you know, in those moments of the the blind, more blind obedience, you know, even talking to them about the Bible tells you to obey your father and mother. And we know that the Bible is how we can live a healthy, thriving life. And so I need you right now to listen to what I'm saying. This is what God calls you to do. I know you don't like it, but you've got to trust that mom has been placed in your life by God's authority. And so you have to respect my authority in this moment. And so just teaching and every little thing, teaching why you're saying that. Why did you set that boundary? What is going on? What is it their job to do? You know, painting, like in terms of boundaries, painting very clearly what is in their bubble and what is in your bubble? What is their responsibility as a kid? What do they need to be doing? And not letting your bubble overtake their bubble. Which brings me to my last point is just making sure that you are demonstrating healthy boundaries. So, you know, like like I said, making sure you're not just taking over, helicoptering all of their things, having the healthy boundary to allow them to risk and fail. Making sure that, you know, little things like not being on your phone while you're talking or playing with them or eating with them, that you're present. Making sure that you're doing what you say you're going to do making sure that you have personal healthy boundaries to be eating and sleeping and spending time with God and making sure that you are showing them what it looks like to live a healthy life. Okay, we could go on and on with this topic, but those are just a few of my thoughts on boundaries with kids. Hop into the Facebook group, share what which point hits you, where are your questions, what do you want to know? And I am just praying and believing that God is gonna do some amazing work in shifting around the perspective of where you parent from. I know all of us can take a step of health in this area, and I believe that God is gonna reveal what that is to you. Love you, mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.